Welcome to Rap In Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. On the top. Welcome to another episode of Rap In Order. I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. Today we're joined by... Our very good friend LaShawn. How you doing, guys? AKA doing? First Class Seat. First Class Seat. Joining us once again. And um, today we're getting into French Montana's debut album, Excuse My French. Excuse My French came out in 2013 on the Coke Boy Records, Bad Boy Records, and Maybach Music Group, of course, under the umbrella of Interscope. Featured guest appearances from Diddy, um, Machine Gun Kelly, Raekwon, Ace Hood, Wayne, Birdman, The Weeknd. Like, this thing had. Everybody. Um, when this came out around this time frame, French had a really big buzz. You know, he had some really great relationships that he still has to this day. Um, and around this time, this was like the culmination of that, right? You, you had big singles on this. You had Pop That. You had Ain't Worry About Nothing. You had the big single with The Weeknd that he had, the single that he had with Nicki. Um, and this kind of just was his big arrival. He already had his buzz going on, you know, from the Coke Boys, his time with Max B. Um, what did you guys think of this project back then? I'll start with LaShawn. Great project. Awesome project. High trajectory. It was supposed to... Well, I thought French was going to be the biggest shit in New York in a very long time after this project. Mm. So I, I enjoyed a boatload of the records here. It was very well produced. Mm -hmm. It carried a lot of momentum. Yeah. We're about to get into it. Okay. How about you? Um, I was in the club when this album dropped. And let me tell you, French Montana was at Greenhouse with, um, what was it called? Fucking Butterfly, One Oak. Mm -hmm. uh, it was called It was called Up and Down. No, it was called The Darby. Then it was called Change the Up and Down. Like, all these, like, spots he was hitting in New York City, and it was just like a, uh, it felt like it was like an eruption, because, like, his buildup was so long, because he started out with the DVDs. Mm -hmm. I was living in Atlanta, and I kept hearing, like, okay, smack DVDs, that's, you know what I'm saying? But then, you're hearing about Cocaine City, so automatically, at that time, all my friends was, like, passing around Cocaine Cow the co cocaine Cowboy um, bootleg. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was like that. Like, oh, like, this is, like, shots and some hood shit. Then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is, like, dudes from the Bronx. And, oh, shit, I know some of these niggas. Yeah. And, like, you know what I'm saying? From, like, seeing them, and, like, they would just get interviews with everybody. And the first um, Cocaine City mixtape that I saw was with um, Pee Wee Kirkland. And that was, like, fascinating because, like, if you know anything about, like, uh, like New York City basketball, um, like playground basketball. Pee Wee Kirkland is like a legend. Mm -hmm. Like the clips talked about him, like you know he was a legend in both leagues. And the fact that like they actually got to do an interview like blew our minds because we was just like, Pee Wee Kirkland is like talking about like what he did and like mm -hmm. why he didn't go to the NBA and everything like that. Like it was just like a big deal because like a lot of Smack DVDs was just like with rappers, mm -hmm. but he was getting interviews with other people. So he went from that to battle rapping, right? And mm -hmm. then he was doing it. 
with uh, Fight Club. And, like, I remember, like, when I watched Fight Club, it was all about Sirius Jones. But, like, French Montana was on there, and pretty much, like, he said to himself, anytime he was about to lose, like, you know what I'm saying, like, they would start a fight or something would, like, happen or whatever like that. But, like, just, like, seeing, like, his buildup, like, going, like, from, like, step by step, like, going, like, being affiliated with, like, um, Gucci Mane and, like, Miss Deb, like, going, and then going from that to partnering up with Max B and them, them making them, you know, the mac and cheese mixtape, shit like that. Like, it was just, like, he was doing so much, like, this might be a hot take, but he's like the fucking, like, a, a modern day, like, Forrest Gump. Like, <laughs> what the fuck hasn't he done? Like, he's from Africa, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, his his, his thing, like, escaped or some shit like that <laughs> to move to the United States. He's from the Bronx. He got shot in the head, almost died. Mm-hmm. Like, came up, like, had all these beefs, like, experienced all these things and was a, a part of all these iconic moments. Mm-hmm. And then to get his debut album and everybody thinking that, like, all right, what really, like, what is he going to do or whatever like that? Because there were so many people who were introduced to him in so many different lights. People didn't know how to take him seriously Mm -hmm. because they thought, like, he was, like, a caricature in the way he talks. So to wrap it up, when I got to this album, I was very excited to hear it because he didn't really drop when he, like, does. Mm Mm-hmm. So like that's what I was excited about. I was I was I was very very does much lead, does leading up to the album that he didn't drop. Yeah, yeah okay. I didn't drop no does. Like yeah, leading up to this album, like he didn't put out whack music. Like yeah. it wasn't like he put out whack mixtape songs. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some people could nitpick, but like it wasn't anything where I was like, yeah. I don't know if this dude's gonna be all right. So like that's why like I was very much like ready for this project. Okay. Well, for me, for me, it was a little different because um, I think this project was before this project. I saw his uh, his buzz. His buzz was crazy because mm-hmm. you know I was on World Star Hip Hop a lot, so they would and rest in peace to Q, um, founder of it. But um, he they would cover Coke Boys a lot. But like in this time frame, when I got to New York, I saw French Montana like getting bigger and bigger as an artist, but I just didn't really check in. Mm-hmm. But then I knew the album was coming out. So I was like, all right, well, let me see what the album is about. So like I was able to tap into the album. And then I know people that really fuck with his shit and um and know the whole story of the wave and everything, right? Mm-hmm. With with Max B too. So from this album, I got like some even when I when you recommended it, like I got some really big songs on this on this project. I remember actually I reviewed it back in the day on um on Tumblr when I just had a Tumblr page and I was like, yo, this shit is dope. Let me just review it. It's when Ace Hood had his run. I was excited for Ace Hood. It was some big songs on here, but like, it just didn't stick to me because I didn't follow French from the beginning like most mm-hmm. people did. Yeah. So like, I mean, it was interesting to dig into, but what do you think is, are there some songs on here that you still go back to? Gifted. Okay. That's The weekend. The weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go back to Gifted a lot because like, I, I always felt that I understand um, Once in a While was a good opening because, like, Max B. Once in a While was big. Should have been the first, you know. Voice you heard. Verse you heard when Mm. you turned it on. But Gifted would have been a dope intro Mm. for the album. I also love how how loyal he's been to Max B. And, like, he hasn't let his fans forget about Max B. Mm -hmm. He's been, Max B has been a part of everything that he's been doing. Right. Um, I think it's. Interesting because I think that him dealing with Max B taught him a lot about the industry, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny to say that because you know obviously like Max signed a horrible deal with Jim Jones, but I also think 
just to veer off that, like, Jim gave, like, Max, like, a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I just think that because Max didn't have, like, a lot of his stuff right, because, you know, Max wrote for a lot of people. He wrote last night for Diddy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, knowing that, like, Max just didn't have his shit in order. And I think that that, like, fell into, like, the loyalty thing where, like, Max was like, yo, this is happening to me, That's this is happening to me. And I think that French had a lot a lot of connections that people weren't privy to that he that he had because people thought, oh, he's just this dumb dude from the Bronx. Yeah. But I think that he had, like, a lot of people that, like, were able, like put him in, in, in position to, like, know what to ask for in his contract. And that's why, like, you never hear no crazy shit. Like, he's one of the... The few people to like get out of the clutches of Diddy. Yeah, his um his ear for music is really slept on. Actually, like when you listen mm-hmm. to his when you listen to his production, the the songs that he chooses, um, there's like a there's a consistency even with what he dropped today with this too. You can tell it's the same ear, but just like fine tune. Like he picks really really dope beats. His collabs and the relationships that he builds on, and from what you said with Diddy. It's quite like I've never seen a rarity like this. Like he has, he had like a bad boy. Um, what was it? Maybach music. Bad boy, Maybach music deal, Interscope, like all at the same time, and they all show him love. Like I mm-hmm. feel like anytime he's about to drop, Diddy is always the first one that like literally makes a video like, "Yo, French Montana's dropping something. Y'all need to go get that." Yeah. And and Rick Ross, like all across the board, he gets mad love. And then not to mention. Anytime Drake want to pop some shit, he finds Max B. <laughs> I mean, not Max B, French Montana. Yeah. Um, so it's just like that's he French, has... That's French's messy side. Yeah. Like, like he's like, you want to get messy, nigga? I got a record for you. Yeah, get messy, he, has, he has embedded relationships that like, that, you know, that aren't going anywhere. Nobody really beefs with him like that. I think the only beef he really, really had was like 50 at one point. Mm. And even that is like, Jim that Jones. wasn't even that serious. Him and Jim well, Jones. Jim Jones. Jones. Yeah. No, they had on-site beef. They literally tried to kill each other all the time. French Montana had an interview where he said that one time he got hit in the head with a bottle and he said that like it was annoying because like they would see each other. And he said that anytime some shit popped off, he didn't even have to ask, like, all right, who did that bullshit? Like, he, he knew. Just he knew. was like, this nigga Jim. Jim. <laughs> like, like, that's crazy to have beef with a nigga like that. And you just like, yo, like, I know, like, my team is thorough. Your team is thorough. We know some shit going to pop off. Like, yo, I'm getting money tonight, nigga. Like, mm. another time. Mm. <laughs> like, Jim is here. So besides, yeah. so besides, <laughs> besides his caliber as, like, this hip-hop, uh, like, a hip-hop socialite is what they look at him at as... What do you think he contributes to the music? Because you you have big guests on here, right? Mm-hmm. We named the weekend. We named Drake, Ross, Wayne, Nicki, all these big artists, mm-hmm. and they all fuck with French. But what do you think he brings? What What do you think, Lashawn? Song making, okay. the song making ability is uh is probably what stood out. Um, half these records that he end up having is like, damn, I know they wish they had kept that for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not on this record, but obviously, probably the most undeniable one is unforgettable. I know Sway Lee probably was like, "Damn, that should have been my record." Or, but French has a lot of records where it's like, it's French featuring whoever, but who that whoever is always the standout. Yeah, but yeah. French gets to capitalize off of that because mm-hmm. that's his record that's his name. So somehow, the whatever way he finesses that and keeps that to himself. It's borderline genius. It's, it's, a, it's a relationship his, right? thing. Or Ross's. That was his. Yeah. But Raw, it was on um it was on the Rich mixtape, Forever. Yeah. It was on Rich Forever. Yo. I alright, let me ask you this, Reg. Do you think it's his like his African heritage? Because like, Africans got a lot of the rhythm, bro. 
Do you think French got rhythm? I'm not talking about like, all right, I, I, I don't know if the man can dance. <laughs> okay, but I what see I'm what you saying mean. is like just, just that, like, from music and like, like he his... has a different kind of air, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's funny to me because like uh, he made Unforgettable, and I'm just shocked that like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can correct me. Does he have like any music with uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Davido. Uh, I could check. Oh, it right Davido. Now. That's a good. Like one. I'm just know. curious. Like you know. Has he like tapped into? I'm pretty sure he has songs, but like it haven't mm-hmm. been like released. Because mm-hmm. like another thing is like French is kind of like a studio rap. Like, They've been on a record together. They've been on a record together. Yeah, it's like, called it's, Blessings. Blessings. It's it's just interesting to me because it's like I look at French Montana like the James Harden the rap. <laughs> is that because of the Trina? Nah. <laughs> we we actually got to get into that because French Montana's roster. Uh, yeah, I was gonna pretty say, fucking yeah, bananas. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> He had he had Chloe Kardashian at City Island. Yeah, uh, that was crazy. Uh, according to, like our our friend of the show Felix, like he will always he forever champion the fact that uh, Prince Montana had a Kardashian in the City Island. At City Island, that was crazy. Yeah, man. Like he you had a wearing Tim's. Like, yeah. it was a weird time for her. Yo, bro. <laughs> like you got to think like that. Like outside of him, like she he was her only non NBA player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm. um, French ruined that friendship. She French had a roster, man. French French was with French was with Sanaa at one point too. Yo, bro, like French Montana, like that's that's the that's legend different. of French Montana is different, bro. Like he was he was around. He's he's dated some of the most gorgeous women you could ever think of, and he is the most. He's the, the there's a term in New York called dirty Bronx nigga, and he is like the face of it. That they're not actually <laughs> dirty. What I'm just saying is that they're from the Bronx, and like you know they have like grimy tendencies. But like when I tell you he's the most well polished man, he even got his stomach done. He got a fucking six pack. Like, Did he get his stomach done for real? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, they told that Drake about sense. it. That makes sense. That makes sense. See that, and then that's that extends the relationship, that's right? Hazy. That, that's and then hazy. I ain't gonna lie, bro. That's if hazy. I get money and I don't feel like going to the gym, I get my stomach done too. Fuck that. That's crazy. Six pack me. Niggas getting their stomach done as well. Hey um, man. Hey, but they gotta tell the girls about the belly button thing. You know how the girls you can always they tell stretch what the it. Yeah. You know? yeah it they gotta burnt. pass the keys. It looks burnt. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so. Speaking of Drake, right? Mm. Who, how many people you think he took shots at on Popped Out? I know there's a Pusha T diss on there. Mm. There's always a Pusha T diss yeah. on there, right? Um, we don't dress alike, we don't rap alike. Sean different. <laughs> I rhyme different. Yeah. That was you and your time difference. He, it was, yeah, I think that was that Pusha. Because around that time, when did Exodus come out? I think it was for Pusha. I think it was Pusha, and I think it was for Kanye. I think he was dissing Kanye on Popped Out as well. I don't know. I don't know if Kanye was getting smoked yet. He was Kanye been getting smoked. Now, why do you think Kanye always like they if had Exodus was twenty twelve? Then this was definitely to push her because oh, this was twenty thirteen. Absolutely, yeah. But since we started off there, mm-hmm. uh oh, I want to ask you: When you think of the greatest rap tours, mm-hmm. where do you rank Club Paradise? You know what's funny? I don't even think about it. That's sad. I don't think about it. Because you got to think of every hit I that should. came out of that tour. I should. Because you had Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. Is that Club Paradise? Yep. Yeah. Club That's Paradise. the first leg. Yeah. The first leg was Kendrick, Kendrick and Rocky. Rocky. Yeah. And then the second leg is where it gets crazy. Who was on the second leg? J. Cole. Okay. Yeah, because they had the- um, Two Chains. The freestyle. Jodeci freestyle. Yeah. Man. Two Chains. Mm-hmm. Meek. Mm-hmm. Uh, French. And uh, I'm missing one more person. But you got no lie out of that tour. Yeah. 
You got popped yeah. out of that tour. Yeah. Uh, okay. The Jodeci Freestyle came mm-hmm. out of that tour. Meek, of course, is always going to have a Drake record on. Mm-hmm. You know? You got uh, um, Poetic Justice, mm-hmm. and you get... Um, Poetic Justice came... Okay. okay and then yeah. you get um, the the record that... Yeah, uh, fucking pro- fucking Problems. Fucking Problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I think I think when people think of the greatest rap tours and the music that came out of the tours or whatever, I don't think Club Paradise gets enough credit. You're right, cause um, yeah, you're right, cause like for me and Waka. Oh yeah, Waka, Waka was, was on, on that Club tour, Waka. and then I think okay. Drake did round of applause. Sheesh. Yeah, he did. So Drake's feature run on uh, through the Club Paradise tour, frame. yeah, and from. That's 2013. That's like nothing was the same. Mm-hmm. Migos yeah. didn't do. No, that was that was another tour. That, they well, weren't I know, on Club I know, Paradise. I know. I know they did. Like they don't the have to Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, mm. yeah. No, right, I can't argue against. You're right. That, that was a that was a great because my mind automatically went to like I declare war and mm-hmm. um, fucking and rock the mic and all of this shit from back then. Yeah, I feel like Club Paradise. Club Paradise, like, yeah. Club Paradise is up there. Especially with it's up with there, those, it's up with, there with the, the the Rough Riders, uh, Rough Riders Cash Money Tour, the Hard Not Life Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, and then you see where all of their careers went after this tour. I'll tell I'll tell you I'll tell you a tour that that's up there with that. Um, the Chronic two thousand and one tour. Mm. Um, that one is Doctor Dre up in smoke. Yeah, so it's Doctor Dre, Snoop Dogg, mm. Ice Cube, Eminem. Uh, I said Snoop right. Exhibit, um, I think. Exhibit. Daz and Corrupt, like it was a West Coast tour, like all those dudes, whatever, like that, and like the shit that came out afterwards, because like after that we got and we got the Marshall Mathers LP, mm. um, from the um, damn, which Snoop Dogg album came out after that? Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm sorry, I can't. Like Snoop has so many albums, but a, a, a Snoop album came out after that. Exhibit was like on a high, but mm. um, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no pun intended. But um, I'll I'll. I'll, I'll give you that, LaShawn, because right now I can't think of it. I know that a lot of stuff from the Hard Not Life tour came previously, but we did get Beanie Siegel's uh, debut album after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. All right. Club Paradise. Okay. Yeah. Club you, Paradise. You, you um, got that, boss? Club Paradise birthed some careers. Yeah. So that's that's big. I wish they... You know, you know why, though? Why it probably isn't thought about is because... The tours that we know and we herald as like the best hip hop tours ever, they actually document and they put it out. Mm-hmm. So Club mm-hmm. Paradise is kind of just a That's thing of legend. We're gonna get that later. I'm pretty sure Drake. Yeah. I'm positive Drake has that in the top. I think it's just a thing of legend, and um, you know, if you know, you know type yeah. thing. Yeah. But if it was to come out, you know, Pete, it would kind of reignite that. Like yeah. if we get like that shit on Netflix, niggas would be like, "Oh my god, like what?" You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, because we have backstage, we had, you know, but. Yeah. Anyway, so Freaks, Nicki Minaj, Rico Love. Rico Love was big around this time. Rico Love, man, that's the pen. He he's 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 a a cheat code for a lot of people. He is. He was. Yeah. I don't know if he's used the same way that he was oh, around now, this time. He's in I, more of an executive role now. Yeah, because he's on this album a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even Lex Luger is on here. This was around his Rico, time frame. Rico Love was basically. Uh, like doing what Quentin Miller do, did for Drake, and and Quentin Miller continued to do it, but Quentin Miller kept talking about it. Mm. And I think Quentin Miller was a lot cheaper. I think I think the reason why Quentin Miller even happened was because like Drake was like, yo, I could find songwriters that are like have great shit, and like nobody knows. Like, 
I think Rico Love, the price just went up on him because he was like pinning something. Like, yeah, I think people like Rico Love, Sean Garrett, Dream, mm-hmm. they were becoming mainstream. They were becoming solo artists in their own right. And they had that publishing right. So then, you know, you get somebody like Quentin Miller, like who's an upstart, that has some good shit. But I think I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because he, Quentin Miller has an interview with Vlad now. And he mm-hmm. was talking about, um, he's talking about how he was slighted by Big Sean. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, but like, I think he's so frustrated because, yeah, he doesn't, he really wanted his fair shot at being an actual artist. Yeah. He didn't want to be a secret, in a sense. He didn't want to, like, he wanted to just contribute. And he didn't know the ways of the game of, like, being, quote, unquote, ghostwriter. But then I think he started learning. And he was like, all right, well, if I'm a ghostwriter, pay me money up front. And I don't need the credit. But, like, I think signals just got crossed and communication wasn't there. But he just got dealt a bad hand. And it's all Meek's fault, man. It's not all or a bad no. leg. <laughs> that, wow, you got a bad leg to stand up. on. Oh my Damn. god! I think with that, the problem is, is they don't know what song is going to be the song. So they're like, "How can I pay you?" And like, we in here, we just working. Mm-hmm. And he but didn't that's what he should get paid for, though. Yeah, right for the work. But he yeah. didn't have he didn't have the 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 clout to demand that. And I think that or he should just go in there. Yeah, Period. he shouldn't. Yeah. I, I think that he was so excited, like, oh man, me and Big Sean are friends. But I think with Sean, like, I think the reason why Sean like stopped fucking with because Sean was like, yo, like, I don't handle this shit. Call the label, nigga. Mm. Like, mm. I think that's what the problem was. But it was just that, like, did he say what record he wrote? He didn't say. Uh, he I'm said from- he said he worked on um, the project with his boy and Big Sean. It wasn't mm. blessings. No, he said that they had a conversation about blessings, and he was like, yo, man, I didn't even know you had a plaque for this, and. Big Sean said something like, "Yeah, it changed my life." Whatever, whatever. I thought but that then, was a, I thought that was a song that they was talking about on Vlad. Nah, he was talking about. He said when they would be chilling, they would talk, and then he said the record that he contributed to was um, it was a project with him and Hit, but I forget the name that mm. came out last year. Mm. Um, but he said that they was talking about blessings, and then they kind of spilled into having like an actual like friendship because mm. they would like, text back and forth, Sean was whatever. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just but think I think with I yeah. think with ghostwriters, it's just a thing that we don't know publicly, and like you get people like Quentin Miller that pop up and tell you tidbits, and it confuses people even more because mm-hmm. we don't know the whole story and none of this shit. Yeah, I I agree with you, Rage. I just think that um I think Quentin Miller just needs to stop talking so much. Like even that situation with Nas that he that that happened. Yeah. I think Quentin Miller needs to stop talking if he still wants to make a living. I don't yeah, think that that's um, true. I think the point of being a ghostwriter is not being seen. You're not supposed to be like talked about, and maybe things can like come out later on. And I'll give you a prime example. Cameron is like a known ghostwriter for a lot of people. Lil C just had an interview, and he still wouldn't like tell people that Cameron wrote "Crush on You" for him. Mm. That's that that tells you everything right there. Cameron don't. I'm pretty sure like people knowing like more of Cameron's like ghostwriter credits with like even like up his status, and he doesn't care to tell people like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's not like a thing of his. That's not something that like he tries to like do. None, none of that shit. Yeah, I think. Um, but even even so, like, but that's where the signals get crossed because mm. with with ghostwriters, they don't get the credits, right? Yeah, it's not there because you know plays up to the name. But with him, he was like, I guess he thought it was a real contribution that he was making that would be used. Yeah. Or it's not like R and B, yeah, where you get your writer's credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, or whatever like that. But um, 
back to French's album, like what, like you were talking about freaks, right, Reg? Yeah, yeah. So, um, right now, at this time, Nicki Minaj is at like her like power, like the height of her powers. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Um, do you think? Do you think that all the features that French had on this album was necessary to make this album what it was? Yes. Oh, for I sure. Think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I think with a French album, I don't necessarily look at a French album like how I look at a Khaled album because I still like mm-hmm. I like French, you know, mm-hmm. but like in but so many doses. I just like to see what he brings to these songs, and I can tell I've been listening to French long enough to know his ear for music and what he listens out for, kind of like if that makes sense. So like. I think these people help tie in what he brought. I wish that he you need incorporated the Coke Boys on the album more. I think yeah, for mm. his first for his first official solo outing, absolutely. That I was amazing. Like even if he just did one song with all of them. Yeah. Like just one. I'm not saying he, they needed to be on every track. I just think that like he did so much with them on mixtapes and you know like Change Drugs is not on this album. Mm-mm. Like, Max is on there talking at the beginning and everything like that. Like, I'm pretty sure. I know that he had a stack bundles verse in the tuck. I know that mm. he had a, a good Max B verse in the tuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wish that, like, he could have just incorporated so, like, you know, Stack's family could have got some bread off the album doing so what. Like, like I know, like, certain things, like, it's just politics and the way things go and sample. But it's never came. I mean, that would be a valid argument if a stack verse from French ever came out. I don't think. One yeah, has he been, hasn't. He yeah. hasn't. But I'm just saying, I, I like. I know, Maybe I, I know that. But I'm just saying, clear. I just wish he just did. I think it's probably out of respect, and like it's probably like tied into like a bunch of other things. I'm yeah. just saying, like all of these dudes, like he was cool with all of these guys. So I just think, you know, why not? Yeah. That would have been dope. Yeah. It's some big moments on here though. Like you wouldn't expect to hear Scarface on this song with with French, and um, but it looks like such a Khaled song. You got Movado, Ace Hood, Snoop. And Scarface. That, that was a tough record, though. It's a it dope was. song. That's tough what record. Yeah, yeah, that was Remember tough how big Movado was, bro? Yeah, yeah. Tough I think Movado can still, like, give us a couple. Nah, know? bro, it was at one point, like, when you heard Gangsta, like, mm-hmm. the fucking mm-hmm. room would erupt. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, it was just different. And yeah, I just don't think. Khaled, yep. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, put in the Khaled dungeon. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, everybody else. That's true. Um, They're going to talk about that song. They're going to talk about how pretty much like Khaled has like taken from so many people. What are some? Yeah, they are. And I'm not afraid to talk about that. Um, What are some low points on this album? Mm. There were some certain records that was just, it didn't hit or just felt like it was overkill. Yeah. Mm. Um, Solo record. Okay. Yeah, right. Unfortunately. (laughs) um, Let's see. The Trap House record. Eh. That's all I, I told him is, is is one song that I skip every time when I listen to it. Um, I want to talk about... LaShawn was telling me the story behind it, worry about nothing. And I'm going to let LaShawn tell the story. I'm not going to take that oh, from yeah. you and oh, tell yeah. the story. Oh, yeah. I think um, he was catching heat because at that time, I think he was still, he was beefing with 50. Mm-hmm. And 50 was, you know... Uh, French aligned himself with Ross. And at that time, 50 and Ross was at their peak. And um, Fred, 50 went on to say that uh, French can't make a good record by himself. Mm-hmm. At the time, all the records, all the records were feature records. So Ain't Worry About Nothing was uh, was basically his response to 50 that he can that he create can a hit. hit 
by himself. I don't think 50 was accurate because prior to that, it's this the song is not on the album, but he did have a song called uh I think it's called Shot Caller or something. Well Shot Caller oh. had um what's what's my man um um Damn, why ah oh, man. The original was just It was just him? It was just it French. Was, it wasn't it wasn't the dude Charlie something on there. Um damn why I can't think of his name. Damn, I feel bad. I've been around this nigga before. <laughs> But yeah, he I, had, he, had one of, he was one of the Coke boys, but his name was Charlie something mm, or whatever like that. But like, um, but the 50, maybe maybe that was the remix. Fifty was trying to run with the narrative that French French couldn't. Charlie Rock, Charlie Rock, there you go. Mm-hmm. Charlie Rock was featured on that song. Mm. I've been around him because like him and him and French fell out. But uh, you got that um, New York Minute was was his shit too. Mm-hmm. And then Mace, then remember that was the first time we heard Mason a long time on the remix for that shit. That was a big fucking deal. So but, um, yeah, Fifty was trying to run with the narrative that uh, French can't make a record by himself, and I think ain't worried about nothing. Was French's all right? I heard what the I heard what the mm-hmm. monkey is saying, and then he put mm-hmm. that out. Yo, and, bro, and disrespect. That, yeah, that that those French's that, words. That not really mine. gets under French French's skin too, because I think even when he but was it's coming true, out with amnesia, remember when he was dropping yeah. amnesia and he kept talking to everybody and. Because there was like this thread around that time that this album was coming out, well, that that album was coming mm-hmm. out, that people was just saying like, yo, name five French Montana songs by himself. Like, yeah. It was like this thing on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and listed them. He, yeah. <laughs> and then he went on to like use that as promo for his new album. Mm-hmm. And his album, he called it Amnesia. So then he just was like, niggas must have amnesia. So he started like listing all these songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was interesting because, you know... It is easy to say that, but you kind of do have to dig for his hits that he has by himself. I mean, even that you think about French's biggest records, they all got a feature on mm-hmm. it. And big names, not no regular names. With that being said, right? Like, mm-hmm. do you, like, when you, so new, we know that New York rap, like, has been down for a while. I know Drill mm-hmm. has risen up, but do you think that this was, like, one of the last, like, great New York records? Which song? This album. album. Yeah. One of the last. But like, it was. It's not a New York sounding album though. So I know a, it was. It was big club records for New York City. It was yeah, like yeah, the yeah, pinnacle, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think that. Uh, I don't know. Like when I think back now, right? When I think of 2013, and I think of New York City, I think of this album mm-hmm. out of New York. And I'm trying to think like what records came out of New York at this time. Well, at this time, then that's I guess when you say at this time, like then, at yeah. this time, like even though Meek Mill is from Philly, Meek Mill was the most New York sounding rapper from from Philly. But well, I, don't, I don't think, but yeah. I don't think this was the last. What came before, after this? before Drill? Oh yeah, because I was just gonna say no, I'm, pop. no, no. I'm saying like I know Drill music, yeah. like Drill op music came out right, mm. but before we got that, we didn't get Drill op music until like 2017, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like when, when the hot nigga dropped. Um, like 27, 26, 2017, maybe. 2017? No, it had to be before that. Maybe 2015. And French jumped on that remix, too. Um, yeah, sure Hot Nigga had I to think be like 2015. Yeah. Hot Nigga was 2014. Okay. Hot Nigga was the next year? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I stand... Well, I mean, we didn't get an album from we didn't Bobby. We get a, yeah. yeah but like, like he, Bobby had a single or whatever mm-hmm. like that. He dropped, but, he dropped that, and then he had Bobby Bitch around that time. Yeah. That, that but I would okay. say... But I mean, and, and we, had, we got computers, right? So we mm-hmm. got singles from, from Bobby, and we got a single from Rowdy. Mm-hmm. But like as far as like a full project, like... um, 
as far as like being like you know carrying the flag. Like I understand like there were other rappers mm-hmm. that like came out like Papoose probably dropped something. I'm I'm, I'm positive of it. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm just saying like when you think about it like. New York artists, like for a while, they were like dead. Like they weren't, um, they weren't making projects that might have been um, something that you carry, that you hold the flag on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, okay, yeah. I mean, it, that sounds accurate. I'm trying to think, cause yeah, I mean, I'm glad we at least yeah, cause you think you get we New York went on a run though. Where we had Song of the Summer for like five years straight. Cause then Ooh came out, mm-hmm. Designer came out. Mm-hmm. These are singles. Yeah, these are singles. So we were okay, but as far as album goes, maybe, maybe excuse my French was the last pinnacle big New York, New York big album. New York album. Yeah. Yeah, like and I know some people might say it didn't sound like New York, but like if you were in clubs, like this is what the club sounded yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. French French was cultivating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely curated the sound yeah. of. Yeah, absolutely right. So I'm just you know that's 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 just like where I'm 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 taking it from on that standpoint. French, French. also doesn't get a, enough credit, maybe because he hasn't done this for like a New York artist per se. I think he's trying now, um, but he's introduced a lot of people. Like my first time hearing Nip was on a record with uh him Wiz, him and Wiz and wow. Sean. Yeah. Okay. Um he was very early on Dirk. You know, yeah, he, he had, had Dirk sign the Coke Boy. I think they yeah. I think he was signed. I don't he wanna signed, well he he was affiliated with Coke Boys yeah. and then he got that situation, Dirk got the situation at Def Jam, which was terrible for Yeah, Dirk. yeah, yeah. But French was very early on on a lot of people a lot presented. Of people first heard yeah. Kodak because of French. Yeah, Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Right. Which which also makes the argument tough because it's like French gets these records. These records that probably will go in his versus catalog, but mm-hmm. they're all featured heavy. Mm-hmm. Hey man, it is what it is. Like, Lockjaw is amazing. Lockjaw is amazing. I'm not mad at him, and I think uh, I think French. I think if Chinks drugs would have wouldn't have passed away, unfortunately, yeah. like, it has some time. Yeah, Chinks would have ascended very early. Yeah, like Chinks was his artist, right? And I just think that um, obviously Max B, like they have a whole pod. Did you see that? Like they have a whole podcast dedicated to Max B's trial. Yeah, talking about that, and which is pretty interesting to me, but um. Like I just think that certain artists, but I, I unfortunately hmm, what about not Rocky, ASAP Rocky, mm-hmm. in French. When did um, Rocky no, like, drop? Rocky dropped around the same time. Oh well, I mean Rocky's project sounded like a Houston project. Yeah, but Rocky is so well, New French. York, is, French didn't sound New York either. Yeah, it just felt Miami ish. So Rocky came out. Um, his second nice. album, Allah, came out in 2015. Mm. You know, he yeah. had some big New York moments on there. Did he? Yeah, what would yeah, you I say? mean the fate like the face of it is yams. True. You know? I don't know, bro. I don't, like it's funny, like, you know, like when I see Rocky, I don't think new I just like cause Rocky became like was always like worldly. Like he always came off like he was like mm-hmm. yo, he was I'm bigger than New York. Bigger yeah, than though, New York. Yeah, like yeah. he always presented global. himself as bigger, like yeah. global. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, when I think of him, I don't think of New York. When I see Fresh Martin, I think New York, no matter what. Now no matter still? What. Yes, still. Oh no, I don't think that. I don't no. think that. Yeah, I don't but I, I mean, I wouldn't argue with it. I get because... Dubai from French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, but even the even the cover of this album is not New York essence. It's yeah. not, you know. Yeah. Well, the, the, the cover, very much, the very... cover is 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 meant to like be like a 
a metaphor for being a, a, a legal alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the that's the metaphor for yeah, him yeah, when he yeah. talked about it, like how he picked it out. Because everybody didn't understand. They were like, what the fuck is this? Mm. Like, he was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like, at one point I was an illegal alien in the United States. Like, and I just felt like I didn't fit in nowhere. Like, yeah. It did feel like this album, though, French was hitting for like a home run every record. Yeah, and it kind of felt that way, too. Yeah. It was charting. Like, he just, you know, like, he was just doing a lot. And, and you had, I mean, I don't know, man. The more I think about it, I want to give it to Allah. That Allah album. The last, the last great New York album. Yeah, because what you had, Lord Pretty Falco, Jordy, Jody on there, mm. that was a big moment. It is. That's a big it song. That's Multiply. Big song. Yeah. When that, that, around that time when Multiply came out, it was crazy. I mean, he's talking about shit on there that people outside of New York wouldn't even mm. know about, you know. Um, you know, whether it was fashion, whatever, but he was talking about it. And okay. it was super like narrow. It was it was a narrow window that he just made cool. Alright. I mean I can like I'm pretty sure a lot of people will give me some albums that like I, I didn't think of, but I just think mm-hmm. I don't know, French the most New York nigga ever. <laughs> to, to me, like like to, of the new newer rappers. Yeah, yeah. But um, um but so that was so you said I told him what was what was the track that you didn't really fuck with on this a lot of his solo records okay a lot you don't of, have that many solo yeah, records but, on here. all right so I wasn't uh when I want told him bust it open okay uh ball out wasn't mm-hmm. really anything I'm not really a fan of the drink freely but I get it it's a nice cool vibe. Oh, so you looking at res looking at the deluxe? I'm thinking about that. Like, I yeah, I'm just looking at. Oh, everything. okay, 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 yeah, okay. yeah. I, I mean, like some of the deluxe songs was was fucking. <laughs> we gonna talk about Ocho Seco? Yo, Ocho Seco. Oh, that was that shit. That record felt like Diddy was trying his best to get one more bad boy run. Yeah, yo. That's and that I was supposed to leave. Yeah. Even though I feel yeah. terrible about Ocho Cinco because they, basically that's a metaphor for busting somebody in the head. Yeah. But still, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know Evelyn Mendoza hates that song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Ocho Cinco was the... And, and Marble Floors was type cool. I think Ross, the vibe, Ross... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Come so on, man. I'm, that, my friends is a walking fucking hit, bro. That's like... I do think I do feel like he has a chip on his shoulder because of the lack of respect that he gets. I remember he definitely even for his rap ability during the pandemic. Uh, I know maybe this name isn't safe to say, but uh, Tori had called him out mm. and All said he could smoke him in a verses. Yeah. and they and they they hopped on Clubhouse to do it. I remember that, and I think Tori quit after like song eight. Oh, I didn't even tune yeah, in, but I yeah, remember Tory, to talk about Tory it. Tory did not finish. They didn't finish it. He kind of yeah, tapped out. Yeah, people, people, the jury do, was out. He is mad. <laughs> <laughs> he is mad. I think he gets mad at the audacity. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't get uh the, I guess the prestige of. I guess the New York legends mm-hmm. that he feel like he belongs. Yeah, but. man, and and I mean, shit, bro, like. Regardless if people are mad about how he's here, he's still here. Yeah. And he's still got people tuning in. So it's it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna get to y'all ratings. Okay. How do you feel? Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Excuse it solid. I'm gonna keep it solid. I'm gonna do four. Okay. I'm gonna do four. Okay. Because even though there's like songs that would take off, the highs are really high. Mm-hmm. Like you could really just run. Go on a run with a couple of these records. 
So I'll give it a four. Okay. i give it a four. If I had to do half, I'd probably pull it down to three and a half, but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it solid at a solid four because they was just too many high moments on here for, for you not to really like give him that extra half of a waffle. And I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. Um, I'll give it a three and a half because like you said, you, you got your high highs on here. Mm-hmm. I can make a playlist probably with like some of the songs that I still fuck with. And that's the thing with French, like, when you like a French Montana song, um, it never really dies out, I noticed. At all. It, you At can, all. And it always it. brings you back to yeah, that moment. You can yeah. play it. It's, he has timeless songs. Like, you know, Pop That, I can still play that. Yeah. I can still play Ain't Worried About Nothing. There's songs on here I can still play. Yeah, Freaks like, is crazy. Freaks he, is crazy. He was I very, all about he very, He was very smart with Freaks because he dropped it maybe like a week or a couple of days before Labor Day. Uh, and then Labor Day in New York is a big thing for the West Indian culture. Absolutely. And then he he picked Nikki on it, who, mm-hmm. who leaned into her uh, her Trinidadian background, mm-hmm. and that really gave him a push because French ain't nowhere close to West Indian. Yeah. So that was smart. That he 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 executes very well. The sample was amazing. Smart. Yeah. It's it it was great. Um, but like I said, like there are some highs on here, and I just don't need this whole album. It's it's a nostalgic album because I remember where I was in this time mm-hmm. frame. Um, but I'm good with a three and a half. What about you? I'm gonna give it a three and a half as well. I'll give it a three and a half for um because oh, you I'm know li- that I'm lying. Sorry, Freaks came out on Valentine's Day. Ooh. Mm. Um That was I, a run though. I give it a three and a half because uh the the features were it was the album was very feature heavy. Um it lacked Coke Boys presence, which I think actually would have helped build the Coke Boys up even further. Mm-hmm. Um the production on the album was really solid, and I and I, even though he had a lot of features, I enjoyed the features. I just wanted more from him, and um, it just you know it it was kind of like the album was like like it had a lot of highs, mm. but like the down like the down point of the album like it just went down really low, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like a collection of hits. It didn't seem like a, a cohesive album. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's why I say three and a half out of five waffles. It's not. Like a like a, a jab or like saying that the album sucked. It's mm-hmm. just that like if I'm thinking of a cohesive project, I'm like, yeah. this album is more like a playlist of, of like French Montana. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. And I think out the gate, that's probably what he was going for because he just was trying to catch ears because mm-hmm. he knew he had more eyes on him than ever. So yeah. he was trying to just hit it out the park. He did his thing, man. So like, I don't blame him. Like I said, French Montana, New York City legend. <laughs> Respect that man. And we're gonna get so. into that soon. And um. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and V. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, let us know in the comments how you feel about this album. If we bugging out, if you agree, we want to hear it all. all right. We out of here. Out of here.